Jason, I wanted to ask you some of your experiences with the uh, 007 Walter Mitty <laughs> crowd in your travels, <laughs> if you've come across yeah. any of those. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it wasn't too many. It was probably few and far between, but there are definitely some that, uh, especially when they don't know what you do for a living, like, as soon as you say, I work in Washington, D.C., there one of two things happen. Either you're you know, your State Department, your congressional staff or whatever you are, or, oh, you're on the other side of the river, you know, that kind of thing. So it's kind of an unspoken rule when you're down in that area, you try not to talk about it at all when you're at work yeah. you know, or when you're at parties or whatever, because inevitably there's going to be that guy or gal who does really work state, you know, FBI, wherever they work. And they're going to turn around and be like, oh, you're really, you know, such and such. Like I was telling you, uh, and in Kabul, I'm standing outside the, uh, um, near the main gate of the uh, embassy, and you know, I have my body armor on, my uh, sidearm. It's two, uh, I assume there were State Department people standing behind me because they didn't go out armored. They just walked around, you know, just plain clothes. So I hear a, a female behind me say, uh, oh, who are those guys? And plain as day, loud as anything in front of the Afghan workers, oh, those guys are agency. And I just turn around and I'm like, oh, God. And uh, the girls just kind of looked at me and my buddy was like, punch. Just punch him in the face. He was like, I'll hold the door, jump in. You just... Yeah, so stuff like that happens. And then sometimes, you know, just like with, you know, your guys' experience, um, you'll have those who are agency but it's kind of like anything, like with uh, special operations. There's the guy that was football the janitor and mopped the floors. And yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. And, and, and I don't disparage anyone their job. Yeah. You, I don't care what you do. You're there, you're there. And, uh, you know, there are ones who, oh, I'm, a, you know, I'm, I'm SAD, I'm special activities. Okay, but you work in the admin section. <laughs> you know, so whatever, you know, it, there's no need to, you know, for the, you know, the dick measuring contest. There's just right. no need for it. But it happens. And... Of course, the other side of that is you have the ones who will call out those who, you know, run their mouths a little bit. And, uh, yeah, it uh, makes for some interesting uh, conversations. So. Were you ever at, like, one of those embassy parties where, like, somebody came up to you and started saying No, I actually never went to an embassy party purposely. Uh. I avoided it because <laughs> there were some, yeah, some pretty bad uh, things that I heard. Um, there was one, one embassy, a girl gave her keys to a colleague and said, no matter what, don't give me my keys back. She gets lit up. She wants her keys back, of course. And uh, so she starts fighting with the other girl. Um, you know, security comes. She starts kicking them. Dress gets ripped off. All kinds of stuff. So, yeah, it was. It gets pretty bad. So that sounds I, like a fun party. Right? Yeah, I yeah. I, 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 I avoid the oh, because I have a wife who will be like, who's that I saw on TV today? Yeah, not explaining Did that. I see you on so, CNN today? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so I avoided that. I was trying to that, break that so, up. Like, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's um just like anywhere, you know, whether you're on a sports team or whatever, you always have those ones who, uh, I don't know. I, I don't think anybody was ever jealous of me, but you have the ones who... I wish I had done it or, you know, I was going to do it, but I didn't. So they make themselves out to be a little bit bigger than they were. Yeah, yeah, you know. absolutely. A lot of falsehoods. Honestly, here's just the funniest thing I heard actually when I flew from D.C. to here is that we're taking off on a plane. Mm -hmm. Woman behind me in D.C. And, of course, you, go, you fly through D.C. and everybody's dressed for, I don't know, they're dressed in their 5'11 and shit. And the girl behind me says, oh, well, this ain't nothing. When I was in the Air Force, I used to be on uh, aircraft carriers all the time. Oh. And I just lost my shit. Oh. I was like, 
We're cross-pollinating services. This, this can't be real. Okay, this, this is how this trip is starting off. Huh? <laughs> All right, you know. Like, oh. I mean, it's like becoming part of popular culture now. Yeah. People are just like co-opting to make their life sound yeah, more yeah. interesting, I guess. I, mean, I, think, I, I think I've of. only had it happen to me once, and it was uh, when I came back from Afghanistan. I was mm -hmm. with my sniper partner. We, we went on vacation. Uh, we were in Prague in the Czech Republic at a bar, and uh, there's this British guy there, and he was like getting drunk, and he was like asking us to buy. A, he asked me to buy him a drink, and we were hanging out. So I was like, "Yeah, sure, I'll, I'll buy you a drink. Whatever, you'll get the next round, I guess." And um, then he starts talking about his military background, and I so what did you do in the British military? He pulls out his wallet, and he has this little SAS Who Dares Wins lapel pin in his wallet, and he's like, "Do you know what that is?" I was like, "Yeah, it's a special air service." And I started, started asking him some more questions, like, so where, you know, where did you serve? What did you do? And he was like, Northern Ireland, mate. That's all you need to know, Northern Ireland. And me and my buddy are looking at each other like, this guy's so full of shit. And he asked me to buy him another beer. I was like, buy your own fucking beer. Yeah. And by that point, he, he stormed off yeah. all angry. But that, I think that was the only time somebody... Yeah, I mean, there is a, there's, a, there's a big thing out there now. There's a big thing in Britain that everybody was SAS. Or so, you know, everybody wanted to be in the SAS. And everybody will say I was in the SAS in the Northern Ireland days because it's the most untalked about sort of war and bit of history that within the SAS yeah, that yeah. nobody talks about. And you were really in, in, so, the, in the UK infantry. Yeah. And Buck, you were a combat engineer? Yep. Yeah. And, you know, uh, and, and that's it for me. You know, I'm not bothered that I wasn't in like, a, you know, the SAS or, you know, SF, things like this. It's something I remember I would like to have done later on in my life, but, you know, I just didn't. I like, you know, mm -hmm. one of But I'm happy that I was in the infantry. I'm happy that that's all I was. Yeah. And I can live with that. Yeah, I'm like, a damn engineer. Yeah, well, yeah. Just, honestly, just, let's yeah. say, just, just, be, just be proud of your service. There, no need to go on a Facebook exactly. and say, yeah, you know, I was in the yeah. SES back in the Northern Ireland days, the fastest time on the ridge. I tell everybody straight up, I was just too goddamn lazy to go yeah. do it. I hate uh, running. No. <laughs> you think I want to go to Q Course or run around all day? No, fuck that. I hate yeah. running. Yeah, exactly. I got my whiskey here. Right. You know, I'd rather, fine, I'd, rather, I'd rather just get out the army and then just, you know, take a plane yeah. man to Northern Erbil, go yeah. hang out with the YPG, you know, yeah. go to some of the strange places in the and, world. And then, boom, guess what? We're doing it without a uniform, without all the bullshit, without all the fucking politics of, of the service, and it's a lot better, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. And, Jack, yeah. you and I have talked about it. I mean, especially, like, when people here, you know, um, that I worked for the agency, oh, you know, you must have... Actually, my brother, when I finally told him, his first question was, who killed Kennedy? You didn't get rid on to the Roswell yeah. landing? Yeah, they didn't <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, it's not... Flying Area 51? Yeah, it's not what you think it is, you know? It's like, I'm nobody... Sp I didn't do anything special. I didn't... Wasn't jumping out of airplanes. I wasn't doing any, any of that crazy stuff. Um, you know, I just did my job, and, you know, I, I guess I did it all right. And, uh, but I think people hold on to this myth, and, um, you know, we kind of have this ethos about us, and... Just regular people, as well, I mean, cliche as that sounds. Not to point the magnifying glass back on us, but there's a lot of people out there who play up the mystique as yeah. far as possible. Yeah, kind yeah. of come out of the Absolutely. Green Berets and, yeah. and special operations community who play that to the hilt. Absolutely. Yeah, somebody asked, oh, you should write a book. On what? <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing for me to write a book. Everybody's done it, first of all. Yeah. And second of all, I, I, it was nothing, you know, I didn't do anything special. Was I proud to have done it? Absolutely. That was one job besides the Marine Corps that... Um, I loved going to work every day because it was something new every day. That's the cool part about yeah, it. Yeah. But it's the they don't see the cables you got to write, you know, um, arguing with uh, somebody back at headquarters because you didn't say it right or whatever it is. And they do their job well. I don't, you know, everybody does their part, but it's more headaches than it is glory, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's the same thing with 
you know, special operations, mm -hmm. being even being a ranger or, or being a Green Beret, I mean, people don't understand that there's like a lot of logistics and like administrative yeah. stuff that goes into all that, you know, running through the shoot house, throwing flashbangs. You have to order the flashbangs yeah. and the yep. ammo and do the range packet. Absolutely. People don't understand that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, I, I wonder if we talk a little bit then about uh, the ISIS conflict and if we could get your opinion on that, Jason, and, and where it is and, and where you think it might be going and how you think we should, as a country, kind of grapple with this problem. I mean, Obama went on TV the other day and he described it as a cancer with no apparent cure. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of Americans who feel that way. There's a lot of like frustration at this yeah. point. I absolutely, I believe it, it's a I don't know if I'd say no cure, but I guess that depends on your definition of a cure. You know, if your definition of a cure is keep every, you know, all Muslims out of the country, let them fight it over there, and we stay out of it, well, I guess that's a cure for you. But um, some, a lot of people are fight them over there so we don't have to fight them over here. I'm of that mindset to a degree. I'm not a big proponent of boots on the ground. Um, I think to this ramping up a little bit of the special operations um, personnel on the ground to train and you know, help these uh, guys and gals out. I think if we do it right, I think that's the way to do it. You know, it's kind of making them responsible for it. It's kind of like teaching your kid to ride a bike. They're the ones that have to ride the bike. You help them out at first, you get them going, you show them the ropes, but they're responsible. So they fall, yeah. rise or fall, ride or fall on their own. Um, from an intelligence perspective, I mean, it's, it's kind of like trying to infiltrate a cartel or any other place, but on a bigger, grander scale as far as I'm concerned. I don't know. Do we have people in there? I have no idea. But even if we did, how much does it really help? It's such a fluid situation. Yeah. You know, what you're, you know, what you guys experienced where you were, if I, you know, if I was an intel officer, might be completely different with someone, you know, in that same organization in another part of the, yeah. the country. Yeah. So I mean, when we talk about this conflict, when people talk about it on television news, they talk about ISIS and the Kurds as mm -hmm. if these are like two the monolithic two, yeah. forces yeah. pitted against exactly. each other and they're just yeah. This isn't World of Warcraft where it's two, <laughs> yeah. two set piece battle. It's not <laughs> no, like that no. at all. I mean, it's, <laughs> like, uh, it's like the sociopathic Olympics and there's events going on all over the yeah, country. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it's just like, is See, the fucking people throwing the ball going to be the same as the people kayaking? Fuck no. It's just totally two different sports yeah. going on, but yep. it's happening everywhere, all over the place, and you just cannot monitor all the sports Absolutely. at the same time. The, the allegiances shift so oh, quickly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially yep. with the Free Syrian Army. I mean, mm -hmm. I hear they are, stories. They are, they are the worst thing that, <laughs> yeah. that, that, that we like ever a, did. Like a 16 sided guy. Who are we going to be on the side today of? Okay. Oh, America today. Maybe just, tomorrow, dash. Who knows? But, but they're just tossing coins. But for me, like, I, I believe that we should have boots on the ground. I believe these airstrikes are completely pointless. They're just causing more. Oh, I believe, yeah, just, yeah, they're, just, they're, just, they're, they're just giving more fuel. They're just fueling the fire. They, you know, well, nobody, nobody, I don't there. think anybody believes that we're going to defeat them with just airstrikes. I mean, clearly there has to be some sort of like coalition on the ground mm -hmm. and that's some algamation of the Kurds and, and us. But but then, you know, like when we say coalition, you know, there needs to be, you know, an international coalition. Yeah, it shouldn't yeah, just yeah, be yeah. Americans. It shouldn't just yeah. be Brits, you know, this yeah, time. Should, you know, we yeah, can't, the same old players again. Yeah, you know, we can't go and put all these... We can't go into another massive campaign. I just don't think the public are ready for another, you know, really long campaign in, in like a long drawn yeah. out campaign and, in Syria. And that's why I worry that these domestic terrorist attacks and domestic, let's say Western terrorist attacks, mm -hmm. including Paris and San Bernardino, mm -hmm. that um, there's going to be a tremendous amount of pressure yep. on the governments of these countries to yeah. quote unquote do something. And I think that's something. the point of them, you know, 
in the grand scheme of things of conducting these attacks is to turn public opinion to a feverish pitch yeah. where we feel forced. Yeah, they to want to bait us into a conflict. Yeah. I mean, no. you can watch their propaganda films, which are done in English. Mm -hmm. I saw one the other day that was all about how weak military veterans yeah. are and, and talking about veteran suicides. Yeah, this was ISIS propaganda. Yeah. I mean, they're doing everything they can yeah. to. You know, I mean, you've got to give it but to them I mean, 10 they, all the time. I mean, they're trying to key us in, too. Honestly, in a way, I'm almost glad that we haven't jumped into this conflict 100% yet because all these fucking attacks would be blamed on America, yeah. right? which always happens. Like, oh, fucking America sent troops there. Now the world pays for it again. Like, Because honestly, all this stuff would be blamed on us again. Okay, Paris got attacked. Well, because fucking Americans are over there causing problems again. Exactly. And, 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 and that's what would happen. People can't make up their minds. Yeah, yeah. We're bad. We're good.